This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 120 is brought to us by Apex Pro, the decentralized arm of Bybit. Now, for all my American and Canadian and soon-to-be UK traders out there, you cannot trade on Bybit without KYC, and I would rather you not do something unlawful. But this is where Apex Pro steps in. You can connect your old Bybit wallet to it if you like. It is currently number four on the list of DEXs on CoinGecko right now in terms of volume, so it's not small. Complete decentralized trading using USDC as the base currency. Extremely fast, extremely cheap. The one major thing it doesn't do currently is you can't use MT4 to trade directly on it. So if you're okay with doing what most people do and charting on one platform and trading on another, click the link down below where it says decentralized trading in the description. I've been an affiliate for Apex Pro ever since it started, and I'm slowly seeing some of you migrate over there for good reason. For my American traders, I could have endorsed Binance, I could have endorsed FTX, but I didn't and there were good reasons for that. But I do endorse Apex Pro. And going forward, I will keep the blog post for Apex Pro as updated as I possibly can. So as a primary option, or for everybody, as a secondary option, go check it out. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and you may have seen the title of this episode and said, VP, what are you doing? Why are we going this far out on the risk curve? This is not like you. Why do you even feel the need to go this route? You already have like 15 different crypto tokens you invest in. And you would be right on all counts. So to back up a little bit and to review, my strategy at least, is to take best of breed where I can. If not best, at least second best in sectors that I think are really going to matter going forward, especially if they're able to withstand the bear market and retain their place at the top, which a lot of these tokens have. So beyond Bitcoin and Ethereum, I feel like I have the top DEX platform. I feel like I have the top Oracle, the top lending and borrowing platform, the top storage company, which I don't even have yet, by the way, but I will. It has yet to trigger my buy. What else? I had the best hot wallet, um, which I'm interested in picking up again. Uh, the best gaming company. Like, you see where I'm going with this, right? If it's a sector I think is going to matter, I want the best in that sector, and I want to put my chips down now during the bear market and perhaps even add to it so I can position myself well long-term for the future. And there are two other sectors that I'm interested in getting into should the right opportunity present itself. Um, and these are two sectors in the traditional world that do nothing but print money. One of those is insurance. And I know there are options there. I know there's a current best of breed, but I'm just not sold enough on what's there to pull the trigger on that. But as you guys know, I have resigned myself to telling you every single thing I do when it comes to buying and selling in the crypto markets. So if I do pull the trigger there, you will know. The other sector, and this is, if it's not already obvious, this also comes from me spending 15 years in Las Vegas, is online casinos. Regular casinos print money, and they have huge buildings, and maintenance, and salaries, and insurance, and all of this overhead, and it just doesn't matter. Even the really old casinos that they tore down, those casinos were doing really well. It's just that somebody else came in, thought they could do better, and bought it out so they could tear it down and build their own. You know, there's that old saying, Vegas doesn't look like Vegas because the house lost. And let's be honest, when you have crypto-only casinos, you're not usually dealing with the sharpest bettors in the world. 
And if you ever did, you could just do what the Web 2 sportsbooks and casinos would do and just ban them. It's an extraordinary win-win. You know, fill your pool up with losers, and if winners ever come by, you kick them out. A fantastic business model. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the landscape, the largest online casinos are traditionally owned by uh, online sportsbooks because they just took the license they already had and just rolled it over into a casino, which made perfect sense because why wouldn't you? Casinos are licenses to print money. Now, you might be asking yourself, well, with the online casinos and the traditional casinos already out there, VP, why do you think there's any money in crypto-only casinos? Uh, Well, for one, the numbers don't lie. They're already there. It already shows that people are very interested. And the amount of deposits to these things just keeps going up and up in a bear market. Can you imagine what's going to happen when the bull market comes back and people are making a lot of crypto, and because crypto is full of degens, they want to go gamble it? Like, not even 2% of all people in the crypto market need to do this for the crypto-only casino industry to go berserk. Plus, and people like this, especially the younger generations, really like the amount of privacy these crypto-only platforms have. When it comes to trading, gambling, digital ownership, Gotta understand the majority of people nowadays have everything right there on their phone, and they trust traditional institutions less and less. Now, if you're in the West, and judging on what you see around you, you don't think this is going to be a big thing. Uh, Let me throw a stereotype out there for you. It doesn't matter what you see, because Asians have and will always dominate this market. The Asian gambling dollar was the white rabbit that every major casino in the world was always trying to chase because it's ingrained in a lot of their cultures to where it's not so much in the West. And a quick geography lesson for those who didn't already know, there are a whole lot of people in East Asia and a lot of them have a lot of money and they like to gamble it. And no matter how big of a bear market we see, this is not going to change. China especially. And do you think people in China are playing on regulated online casinos? Probably not if they have a choice to join a crypto casino, for obvious reasons. So again, future-wise, I'm not sure how big of a chunk crypto-only casinos are going to take out of the traditional casino and Web2 online casino market. But it doesn't have to be a lot, because if done right, and let me emphasize that, if done right, (laughs) these things are licenses to print money, even if they're not done right. But you really don't want to invest in those. And herein lies the problem with the current landscape of the crypto-only casino market. Now, this entire episode, like every episode, is not financial advice. But if you want to do what I'm doing, I would put this entire sector on your watch list. But I think it's far too early to pull the trigger on anything just yet. This is not a super simple space to invest in for a couple reasons. One, most of these places don't even have tokens, at least not investable tokens. And if they do, they're not exactly what you think they are. So I'll give you a couple examples here. First off, one of the largest crypto-only casinos is also the largest sportsbook, uh, crypto-specific sportsbook out there, and that's going to be Stake. But they don't even have a real token to invest in. You will see an S-T-A-K-E token out there, but it's not the one you're looking for. You know, again, if you do it right, you're printing money with these things. Sportsbooks, too. I could go on and on about that, as you know. You, know, you don't always need a token. 
So a lot of these top places currently don't offer one. Um, Now, as far as ones that do, oh boy, it is a messy landscape out there. If you want to take a look at it, let me go straight to it here so I can give you the right address. You go to coinmarketcap.com slash view slash gambling. Um, Now, gambling is kind of a wide scope. I get that, but you get the idea. And that's going to give you a list of what's available right now. And you will notice, number one, is a token called RollBitcoin, ticker symbol RLB. Now, you might think to yourself, well, I've actually, I've heard of that. And they're tops by a decent amount right now. Maybe I'll just, you know, throw a little bit over there. Slow down, sir, madam. Do you do any due diligence at all? (laughs) If you did, you would know that this is probably not where you want to be. Man, nothing typifies the early Wild West days of the landscape we're in right now like Rollbit does. Do they make a lot of money with their online casino? Yes, they do. And they do a few other things. They have a trading platform. They have NFTs. But if you were to do three minutes of due diligence on this company, what you would uncover would shock even the most diehard, been in it for 10 years, I've seen it all, crypto head. The owner was a former scammer. He owned a casino before where he would pay influencers to fake like they won a huge jackpot, (laughs) and then one of them actually came forward. Uh, They have huge licensing issues, which is a giant red flag. They made a big mistake a while back to where people were able to take advantage of a contest they had and win a ton of money and they couldn't cover it. So they launched an NFT scam, which is well documented. Um, There's this whole thing with an influencer named Gainsey who's been stealing money left and right. This company is a mess. I don't care how well it does in the future. I would never, ever invest in it. But the lesson here is in a sector like this especially, you should be doing this everywhere, but especially here With the money printing factory these things are, I think they are far more open to scammers than other sectors would be. And God, there's just no reason for it. It's like, I think Tether realized this. I don't think Tether was completely above board back in the day. But I think they had a realization. They're like, hey, there's so much potential here. If we just do things correctly and legally and above board as possible, the potential here is endless. And that's how I feel the crypto-only casino space going forward could be as well. Why be an idiot and scam people when you can just do things right? There was no reason for Binance to do any of the things they got caught doing. It served them no purpose in the long term. And that's why I had to get out of that token. You know, you can take a highly speculative space and invest in it the right way, or as right as you can possibly do it. Because, yes, this is going to be farther up the risk curve than we normally travel on this podcast. But again, I think there's a right way and a wrong way to do everything. And I'll take it all the way back to episode two. We talked about asymmetry. Is the asymmetry there for the risk we are taking? Keep in mind, I'm already spread out well across the crypto sector. As far as all my investments go, they're also spread out amongst other places. So the risk isn't that huge but the reward is. So I'm okay with this, and I don't think it's crazy. In this particular space, I would love to find the one company who's going to rise to the top, do things correctly, and actually have a token for me to invest in so I can be early. 